back to the Nutramedical Report. And, of course, two websites are nutrimedical.com, and the other website is clayandiron.com. Uh, Dr. Bob, we're here for a number of reasons today. You're talking about Brexit, about uh, the prophetic significance of Hillary Clinton, and you've done a revision of your uh, book on Hillary. Uh, we've got a lot of talking points to go over, so let's get rolling. Okay, well, the first thing you mentioned was the Brexit, and that's all over the news. And it's interesting. You look at the European press, and it said, Americans didn't pay any attention to this, but now they have. Except people like me, uh, I've been following this for a long time. I've been writing about it and uh, wondering which way it was going to go. Now, in the long run, prophetically, I knew that uh, the U.K. was not going to be an equal member of the, the final beast power. Uh, and actually, it's kind of interesting. I was looking over some things, and back, back in the early 90s, I was talking to this guy who was visiting from Britain, and I worked with this guy a little bit, and I told him, I said, you know, Britain's not going to stay part of this European economic community or whatever it was called at the time. I'm not sure it was called the European Union back then. And the guy said, oh, yeah, sure, it has to. And he tells me all these reasons why. I said, no, it's not going to. Now, he was not a religious man, so I didn't discuss biblical prophecy with him. But I was thinking about him uh, last Thursday night, actually, after I went to bed. Because last Thursday night was when I realized hey, it looks like the the pro-leave horses are going to win. And by the way, if your listeners aren't familiar with what Brexit is, perhaps I should step back and say what that is. Uh, the Brexit is a, an abbreviation for a term, British exit. <coughs> and what this is, is the, the British joined the uh, European Economic Community uh, decades ago, back in, 19, I think it was around 1973, plus or minus. And what they thought they joined was a trading association. And that's right. what they meant to join was a trading association. But as it turns out, it ends up being kind of a tax drain on the Brits. They have to pay billions and billions of dollars. Uh, I think they were the the second largest, I think, contributor to the budget of the European Union. Hmm. And the Brits are saying, wait a second, we basically signed up for a trading deal, and what we've got now are people over in Brussels, Belgium, they look like they're trying to come up with their own country, or empire, I guess is a better way to put it. Right. They keep passing more and more one-world government kind of things to take away our sovereignty. And do we want to do this? And they've been bickering about this for quite some time. There's a guy by the name of Nigel Farage. He's with what's called UKIP. That's the United Kingdom Independence Party. And he, he was actually a member of the European Parliament for a while. Right. And he'd go out there, he would basically say, you guys keep saying this stuff, but basically you're idiots. And I, I watched him, and I watched him and a couple of one or more top European leaders there. I remember one of the presidents just rolling his eyes every time Nigel was speaking. And Nigel said, look, you guys are, telling, are not telling everybody the truth. You're, you, you're covering all this stuff up. You're not accomplishing anything. In his country, my country, he says, we, should, we need to leave. Now, people dismissed him as kind of a lunatic or whatever, but his side just won. And that's yeah. basically because people looked at this and said, wait a second. We in Britain thought we voted for a trade agreement, and that's not what this is all about. Now, Britain, like uh, Denmark and a couple other countries, actually Britain and Denmark, actually when they joined, got a provision that they did not have to adopt the European currency known as the euro. All the other countries in the European Union, by the way, either have adopted the euro or have signed a statement that says they have to adopt the euro once they're economy can support it, whatever whatever that means. But supposedly right. they're all supposed to go that way. Well, the Brits don't like this. 
And they're looking at all this and say, wait a second, the European Union this is just a bunch of bureaucrats, and they keep costing us money. It's supposed to give us jobs. Instead, what they're giving us is immigration. We're getting right. all these people we don't want to come over here. They take our jobs, they're saying, and there's nothing we can do about it. Right. So what do they do about it? Uh, Prime Minister of uh, the U.K., by the name of David Cameron, uh, uh, was trying to figure out how to handle the fact that within the Conservative Party, which is his party over in England, there were people who wanted to vote on whether or not the uh, Britain should stay in the, UK, in the European Union. So when he ran for re-election the last time, he said, look, if you people vote me in, vote my party in, and I get to become Prime Minister again, I promise you, I will give you a chance to vote once and for all if you want to stay in the European Union. And he kept his word. Now, what's interesting about him is he went over to... Well, actually, I'll step back a little bit further. About a year and a half ago, there was a guy who was uh, being touted as the next uh, one of the European presidents. There's a European Council president, European Commission president. There's, there's like three or four presidents over there, so it's kind of tricky. Yeah. Well, one of these guys is a guy by the name of Jean-Claude uh, uh, Juncker. Oh, yeah, David Juncker, Cameron. Yeah. yeah, that's a big yeah. important name. And Cameron said, look, we don't want Juncker as a president. Because if Juncker is a president, the, e, the, Europe, the United Kingdom might leave. And they ignored what he had to say. Well, of course, they made so Juncker Cameron, the president. Cameron even warned about it, and they didn't change the situation. Right. You're saying. Yeah, well, they, but, but he did more than that. Okay, first, he kept fighting it, and he lost. Because, how can I put this? It's kind of backroom deals over there a lot. Yeah, well, everything is bureaucracy, and it's uh, corruption right out front. So he decides, okay, well, I lost on this, so I'm going to go over and talk to Jean-Claude Juncker, and I'm going to make a better deal for the uh, United Kingdom. We're going to get a special status so we don't have to put up with this nonsense that those people want to do. So and he goes over and he promises the Brits, he says, look, if I do this, uh, then you guys should stay in the European Union. But if, if I can't succeed, you guys should vote to leave. So he goes over there, and he meets with Jean-Claude Juncker and some other people. And he, I think he met twice. And he gets a deal. But it isn't the deal he said he was going to get. Right. So everybody got all mad. So he went back it's another time. It's a different deal, in other words. Yes. So he got, Right. It wasn't the one he promised, the Brits. So he goes a second time. Makes another deal, and he then uh, he comes back. It's basically it kind of reminds me of the, the Iran deal the United States has. The Obama administration said, "Well, this is the best deal we could get." Right. Well, <clears throat> if it's a good deal, of course you support it. But just because it's the best deal you can get doesn't necessarily mean uh, you want to, to accept the deal. Exactly. So he comes back. And he says, "Okay, look. Yeah, I know I was supposed to get these other things, but I couldn't didn't quite get those. So look, this is what I got. This is a good deal. We're better off staying." <laughs> and the so Brits are like, wait a second. You said if you didn't get that deal, you would campaign for us to leave. Right. So and in other words, he, he was trying to sell an inferior deal to the public, and the public weren't stupid enough to accept it. Correct. I mean, that's, I mean, he's the one who put his own integrity on the line and said, look, I'm going to get a better deal. But, but he did, but, but he didn't get the deal he said he was going to get. Right. So when he tried to scam the people to say this is a good deal, he kind of knew he was lying, and he did it anyway, and it, he'd bit him. Well, I don't know if he knew he was lying, per se, because I think, okay, Cameron really believes it's better for the uh, people in Britain to stay in the European Union. I want to make that clear. Um, he well, I, I know that, but I'm saying he was, still, he was manipulating them to, to accept an inferior deal, though. Correct. That, that's true. 
Okay, so anyway, he thought that was the greatest, you know, that's what they should do anyway. So he announced his resignation, his plan on resigning between now and October. Uh, now, <clears throat> that, now we're kind of in a, a limbo or a no-man's land because technically, until the parliament adopts this, uh, the Brexit hasn't happened. So there's always a small chance that the parliament won't adopt it. Right. Scottish people are screaming their heads off because they had a vote on Scottish independence about uh, almost two years ago, I think it was, and the Scots voted to stay within the United Kingdom. Well, the Scots thought, well, they were going to be part of the Euro group, you know, the European Union at the same time, so they're, they're all upset about it. So they're still trying to figure out how to handle all this. And over in Europe, you've got two or three camps. You've got the one camp, okay, Brits, you already did this, so it's done. We don't care what else you say. Go away as fast as you can. We can't stand you. We want a quick divorce. And that was actually the result of six foreign ministers meeting Saturday right. over in the uh, continental Europe someplace. Then you've got people like uh, Angela Merkel from Germany who recognizes how many of their cars they sell to the, the Brits that says, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't be too mean to them if they want to leave. Okay? Right. On the other hand, the Europeans have a problem. If, if, they're too, if, if Britain does too well, then there's other countries, uh, Slovakia, uh, Sweden, France, maybe even Italy. I mean, I've, I've read news reports and various ones would, uh, would like to have a vote on whether or not they should stay in. And yeah, the Northern European ones, like uh, I heard France, Germany, and Norway are particularly on the edge of jumping. Well, the problem basically is that England and uh, Germany and probably the Netherlands and a few other those countries are on the paying side of this equation. Right. Okay? They're putting more money into the European Union than they're getting out. Right. Now, Germany, per se, they don't like it, but they don't mind it so much because they really want a united uh, Europe, and they think that they can help lead a united Europe, and the only way they can do this, basically, is to pay, pay people off, you know, buy, pay for social welfare or very, whatever the things yeah. they're paying for. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they knew that was part of the deal of reuniting Germany after the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah. So that, that's, what, that's what they were trying to go out there and do. And so... <sighs> The Germans are doing that, but some of the others, like the Brits, were saying, wait a second, we didn't agree to some super state. We only agreed to a trading deal. And someone sent me a link to a YouTube I watched about a month or so ago. It was like an hour and a half uh, movie. It was professionally done. And basically the people who wanted to leave the uh, European Union said, look, they tell us how bad it's going to be if we're not in the European Union. So it says, let's look at two countries. One was uh, Switzerland and one was Norway. He says, both of these countries uh, economically are better than most of the other countries in the European Union. Secondly, they're not in the European Union. Third, they still have trade arrangements with the European Union. And fourth, they don't have to pay in the European Union. Therefore, <laughs> uh, and they don't have to put up the regulations. They were also showing that uh, fishermen couldn't fish in their own uh, backyards, basically, because of uh, EU regulations and all kinds of stuff that were driving them nuts. Right. So, so they, they put out something, and now you've got the situation over. They voted, and... I saw that the euro was down a couple of cents today, uh, and I suspect, and I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not, I suspect that uh, the U.S. and the EU are, are propping the euro up, because I think the euro would have dropped uh, at least 10 more cents right. if, if they weren't being propped up. And the United States said publicly that they were going to support the transition or whatever thing, which I believe in doublespeak, political speak means that we're going to make sure there's not a, a big crash over there or we're going to try to minimize it as best we can. We've, the U.S. may not be able to stop it. So you've got that going on over there, and now it's all over the news here. 
and mentioned uh, uh, one one religious leader got out and talked about it uh, last uh, last I think it was Friday, and that was uh, Franklin Graham. Now he's the son of Billy Graham, right? And you and I've talked about this, but we didn't talk about this on the air. Uh, Franklin Graham said that he felt that the Brexit vote was a stumbling block for the quote one world government and one world currency, and so he's basically of the opinion that because the people in the United Kingdom voted for their sovereignty and opposed to uh, a European government, that this, therefore, is a delay, or at least a temporary setback, to the rise of the final uh, beast power. And a lot of people are saying that. They're saying this could be the end of the European experiment and all that. But instead, I'll tell you what I told my wife uh, Thursday night. We're watching this, and when I first watched the live report, uh, I think the uh, leave vote was ahead by about one-half percent. But, by, but later in the evening, the stay, re, the remain vote was ahead by about one-and-a-half or two percent. Right. So I said to my wife, I said, look, here's the deal. If the Brits vote to leave the European Union, the end is going to come faster. Right. If they vote to stay, uh, then that's, that's going to take longer. Right. So I had a, a a completely different view of this, and basically the view is because of biblical prophecy. If you, if your listeners are, you know, most of your listeners have heard about uh, the beast power and all this kind of stuff that the Bible talks about. Right. But if you look into this, and let me just mention one particular scripture here, and that would be Revelation seventeen twelve to 13. Let me just quote this one. This is talking about a European power. So the ten horns, which you saw, are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. But they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. So what this is talking about are two reorganizations over in Europe. This hasn't happened yet. And, well, what's going to trigger it? Well, one thing you and I talked about off the air uh, was there will be other problems happening in Europe. Well, I'll make this clear. Even though uh, they're going to try to have some stability. There are going to be problems over in Europe. You've got, you know, a lot of uh, Islam going on over there. And you say, what do you mean Islam going on over there? Uh, I think right. France is over 10%, or maybe 15%. And another another country, another country just banned the burqa over there. I can't yeah. remember which one it was, but another country I think just banned yeah, the burqa. Yeah, they're becoming... Uh yeah, they're trying to, to reverse the, uh, the, the the development of no-go zones and the Islamification of their country. And uh, my guess would be probably somebody like Hungary. That's why I heard Hungary was completely against all this massive hirage or migration. Oh yeah, all all the Slavic countries were uh, opposed to this. They didn't see this as a they didn't see this as a plus at all. And why Angela Merkel did it is beyond me. But and then I'll tell you on that on that note. Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, about two, three years ago, said something like, multiculturalism is a failure. And you say, okay, if she believes that, then why would she let a million and a half uh, Muslim refugees come into her country? Because they don't want to assimilate. Right. And what they, she announced earlier this year, by the way, is that they're only letting them in temporarily. They're going to kick them out. Right. Well, and see, that's not even rational itself. It would be better to spend the money in their home countries to build yes. infrastructure, power, uh, yes. water, uh, put a satellite, uh, internet, uh, try to even bring in industry as a satellite. Uh, 
every dollar spent uh, bringing in a migrant, which disrupts the culture, could be spent in their home country, making them uh, think that we're their friends, that we're actually, you know, in other words, we would, that would be another uh, ally, our best ally against extreme Islam is to make friends with moderate Muslims and to get them to blow the whistle on extreme imams, etc., and to help them in their own home country. That's why we do indiscriminate bombing and drone kills. We take them off, which is normal. Anybody doing that would upset you. And then when you leave a country, you're a disaster. And then you, uh, you do a hirage, and of course they're not well accepted in these countries, as it is. Uh, it's, uh, it creates a negative environment, and the next generation are going to be more radicalized than the one coming into the country. Correct. And then uh, either them, or again, or the, or the next generation, as you indicated, I mean, right. the, the shooting we had over in uh, Orlando. Right. That was a second-generation uh, Muslim. Yeah. And of course, that was interesting. I, when I saw the news about the event, I was, uh, wasn't sure if I was going to cover it in one of my articles. The death count wasn't really high. Well, I mean, it's higher than obviously it should have been. It wasn't as high as it ended up being when I right. saw it. And then I thought to myself, I wonder if it's a Muslim who did this. And sure enough, I go and I find out, yes, it was. And the president, who knew more than I did about all this, of course, you'd think he'd know more about it, and doesn't make a comment about it being an Islamic terrorist going out right. and doing this. I immediately wrote a Muslim terrorist. Uh, he, he, won't use, he won't use the term. The problem is, you see, because there are scriptures in Islam, it's a chameleon religion. And according to, to Walid and Theodore Shubat, Walid used to be a Palestinian terrorist and became a Christian, married an American woman and had a son, Theodore. They have a ministry called Shubat, S-H-O-E-B-A-T dot com. And he points out that 86% of Islam is just political and control, personal control of pe- people's lives through Sharia law and uh, everything from food to prayer to every aspect of life. And uh, what's really the thing about Islam is if you come to a Western country and you prosper, you chameleon become a moderate Muslim and you, you know, buy an SUV and you have a vacation, you pay for your home and your kids go to college. But if you get marginalized, like in these countries in Europe where they're in no-go zones and ghettos, you're going to get radicalized because you're going to be treated as a second-class citizen. And when you take your religion uh, more seriously to try to have a sense of self-worth in these countries where you're basically, you can never get married because the rich people get all the women, and you're basically a piece of Islamic uh, bomb material, (laughs) what do you expect to happen? You're going to get radicalized. So uh, I I see this as accelerating the whole devolution of Europe. It's going to make things get bad really, really fast. It'll make it bad so the beast will rise up. Right. And in fact, I expect this year three things to happen. Uh, Turkey's acceptance, a peace treaty in the Middle East, and a move toward the events for World War III. This is not legal advice. This is a public service announcement from takefromcaesar.us. Only one statute explains how to tax your paycheck, Tax Code Section 83. In decisions from 1979 to 2011, the courts say Section 83 governs the taxation of all compensation for personal services, but the IRS lies on the stand claiming to be unfamiliar with Section 83. Only one person can explain what Section 83 means, David Merlin. Visit takefromcaesar.us for more information. There's an ongoing war right here in America. Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged?
Congress. Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on and learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. Roberts & Roberts Brokerage believes that everyone should have some of their assets in investment-grade precious metals. Roberts & Roberts has been a trusted name in precious metals for nearly 40 years. Experienced investors will appreciate our personal service and low prices. If you're new to precious metals, we can help you find the products right for you. Give us a call today at 800-874-9760 or visit us online at rrbi.co. Roberts and Roberts Brokerage, when you're serious about precious metals. Welcome back. So, um, Dr. Bob, this is a real long history. I remember watching the show on television with uh, uh, with uh, your one of your predecessors, a previous uh, version of the church. The, the, the name of the church right now is, I think, the Reorganized Worldwide Church, church of God. The Continuing Church continuing of God. Continuing Church of God, yeah. And the Continuing Church of God basically uh, basically has made a position that's the same as has been for decades, that the rise of a Superstate Europe is one of the very last end time signs before the showing up of the Antichrist and the Beast Dictator, and it's very obvious that the Pope is the last Pope, and he's pushing Chrislam. It's very obvious that this is going to not decelerate, like Franklin Graham said, but accelerate the Islamification of Europe, which is totally supported by the Pentalpha division of the uh, of cardinals and the Pope himself, the Jesuit Pope. Uh, after the meeting last. Uh, uh, September in New York City with 72 world leaders and Agenda 2030, uh, you know, the game is on. I mean, like, the, you know, I watched the show last night, The Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones on Earth is on. I mean, believe, they're thrusting for power, and it's not going to mean the devolution of the European superstate. It's going to mean the acceleration toward the Islamification of a very powerful Islamic superstate. Well, you've got the situation right now where a lot of people are saying, Nobody could have anticipated this. Now what's going to happen? And you mentioned before in our church, following through uh, what we've taught for decades. 
Right. Like, here's a guy, uh, he's since died, but I knew, I knew him. His name was Raymond McNair. And in uh, February 1970, let me just read something that, was, that uh, he wrote that was published. This Bible is for, in, in, in the church, right? And by uh, the way, this, right. is all, this is based on geopolitical and biblical analysis of real events that have been happening. And your church is one of the few that actually incorporates world events and prophecy, which I find when a church doesn't do that, it's, it's not doing God's work. Uh, you have to incorporate world events, current history, and, and prophecy, or you are not doing God's work on this planet. Because why do you think a third of the Bible is prophecy? Is right, yeah, 20, 20, 20 to 35 percent, depending how you count it, between 20 and 35 percent of the Bible is prophetic. And it's like, when people don't think that's important, it's like, huh? And then you've <laughs> you got, be even in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was given, Peter tied in his sermon to a current event. <laughs> Yeah, and, he, and he tied into biblical prophecy as well. But anyway, exactly. back in uh, February 1970, Raymond McNair wrote something that was published. And I'll just read it's a brief statement. Bible prophecy clearly shows that Britain will not be one of the nations comprising, comprising the final United States of Europe. Wow. So when this stuff started to happen, uh, people like me uh, were, not, were not surprised about it at all because we've been saying for the longest time that there's going to be changes. And we, you know, the, the Brits don't want to be part of this. Although you do have some that do, and and it's it's going to be pretty pretty unsettling there for a while. But uh, now, even though I've written a book uh, that's uh, not pro Hillary Clinton, as you know, it's called Hillary Clinton Prophecy and Destruction of the United States. Um, she actually did do the right thing on this. Now, now Barack Obama a couple of months ago was over in England campaigning for the the Brits to vote to stay in the European Union. Now, why he thinks he should be involved in that kind of stuff publicly, I don't know. But then he foolishly told, warned, he threatened the Brits. He said, if you guys vote to leave the European Union, you'll go back to the end of the queue. Yeah, now, he actually used that. And by the way, I heard he repeated yeah. that statement even after the Brexit. And uh, then tried to modulate it a bit, saying, well, no, not really. I'm thinking... Come on, Obama. You have no. If somebody doesn't put a teleprompter and a speechwriter in front of you, you're an idiot. He really is. Well, now, of course, in the United States, we don't use expressions like the end of the queue, but that, that is definitely a British expression, and they, they use the word queue for line all the time over, over right. there. Right. So they're used to it, but to, to uh, her credit, uh, Hillary Clinton went out and said, uh, no, we have a special relationship with uh, the Brits, and you know, we're still going to maintain that. And that, right. that, that was the appropriate thing to do. And Donald Trump, of course, he was listed a couple, about a week ago. Actually, I read that uh, the only major political figure outside of uh, England who wants to see the Brexit, who publicly says he wants to see the Brexit, was Donald Trump. Well, right. And, of course, Donald Trump got what he asked for. He's and also going to benefit greatly because, in fact, Brexit is exactly, in some ways, shape, or form, exactly what's happening here in America. We want to control our borders. We want to control immigration. And we don't want an Islamification of America. It's the same issues. Right. So anyway, so he, he went out and did that. And again, Hillary went out and did the right thing, which is like, listen, what are we going to do? Cut the Brits off because they're not European Union? <laughs> yeah. That, 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 made, that made no sense whatsoever. So at least whoever gets elected in... November, at least the top two likely candidates, at least they both are not unreasonable, at least yet, on those Yeah, not one issue, yeah. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack and was told I'd be on disability for the rest of my life. What did I do? I created Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Do you know what's in your body soap? Well, I didn't know the answer until about five years ago when I looked at the label of my soap and was shocked to see all the chemicals. For my entire life, I had been assaulting the largest organ of my body, my skin, and to think my children were using it too. Well, a lot has changed since then. Today, my family and I operate Stone City Farms, where we make and sell all-natural goat milk soap using fresh goat milk from goats we raise on our farm. Our mission at Stone City Farm is to produce high-quality, all-natural goat milk soap for people who want a fresh, unrefined, natural product. At Stone City Farms, we offer scented and unscented soaps and a signature line of gift sets customizable to your needs. To see what our customers are saying, go to stonecityfarm.com. Use the code NATURAL for a 20% discount. That's stonecityfarm.com code NATURAL for 20% off your order. You never know what could be hiding in your soap. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best complete nutritional meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. 
Yeah, uh, so uh, I, what I think is uh, likely events, and I'm not going to say it's this year, but the next three events I expect is the uh, a real bad shakeout in the uh, in the stock market, bond market, and so on. It'll gyrate up and down. Uh, you'll see gold spiking at least. Uh, you'll see them trying to support the euro. Eventually, what's going to come out of this is actually a, a new, uh, called Bretton Woods type financial stabilization system that they'll probably try to back with gold. Uh, I see the uh, Islamification of Europe as a very rapid event where Turkey will become part of the European Union now that Britain's leaving. And uh, the rise pushed by the Vatican and by globalists like Angela Merkel of, of the Hiraj or the invasion of Europe by Muslims, despite the protest by the populations there. Um, the money is a lot of it's going to come from Saudi Arabia that has dynastic money, Arab Emirates, Qatar, etc. And uh, this will also increase the fault line between the Sunni and Shiite countries because the uh, regime change policies of NATO and America are pretty deeply ingrained that they're determined they're going to do it even if it possibly precipitates World War III, which means as it increases the danger, they're going to have to have a peace treaty and set up a Palestinian state. And that, of course, is prophetically, uh, can only be sanctified in the Temple Mount on, by rabbinic law on Sakat uh, after a uh, Jubilee or Shemitah year, which it happens to be this year. So, uh, you know, things are starting to really accelerate. And, you know, I'm not going to put dates, but I can tell you, looking at the signs, things are going to get really nuts. And uh, as much as people think, like Franklin Graham, that they think it's going to decelerate, I, I totally agree with you. That I think all of the evidence says that this is going to accelerate devolution of the world economy toward a world global control system. It's going to accelerate the Islamification of Europe, and it's going to increase the fault line between Sunni and Shiite Islam, forcing the appearance of the Mahdi, and forcing a peace treaty in the Middle East. Well, as far as the uh, couple of things, uh, we'll differ on when the Shemitah year is, but as far as getting to the this other parts of this, we're most likely going to see some kind of uh, war over there, regional war at least. Oh, you know, yeah. The United States is backed, uh, allowing Iran to get its assets back, and Iran ultimately will strike when it thinks it's appropriate. They, you mentioned the Imam Mahdi. Uh, your listeners may not realize that so, supposedly the purpose of the Iranian revolution, these are the Shiite Muslims that run Iran, uh, the revolution they had in the 1970s, was supposedly to prepare the way for a leader, a religious leader called the Imam Mahdi, uh, to rise up. Now, he has some similarities to the biblical king of the south, except there are two versions of this Mahdi guy. One is the version that the Iranians hold, and then there's one that the, Sh- the Shiites hold. I mean, that, And then the other one's the one the Sunnis hold. Um, prophetically, uh, I think the Sunni one makes more sense, and then practically the Sunni one makes more sense, because according to the Shiite Muslims in Iran, by the way, the Imam Mahdi has been in suspended animation for like 1,200 years or something like that, and he's going to physically be seen again, and I don't, I don't buy that at all. Okay, but, but the Ayatollah, by the way, said he's seen him. Okay, so it makes you wonder <laughs> what, 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 what's in their uh, hookah pipes over there. Well, you know, listen to this. Uh, last week, I, when I was over in Portland, I met a, um, a uh, Kurdish man who was actually from Iran, and uh, he was a pretty smart businessman. He was only in his uh, 34, but the, he had actually had a business for uh, lim- limousines and you know all kinds of you know fancy uh, town cars and so on, delivering to the, all the hotels and businesses there. And he told me that um, he knew and quoted specific videos 
that the Ayatollah Khomeini had made a deal with the CIA. They were going to replace the Shah of Iran because, remember now, uh, they had already removed Mossadegh because he wanted a plastics division of the British Petroleum Company, and he wanted to get a petrochemical industry going, so they removed Mossadegh and put it in the Shah. Then the CIA decided they are going to take out the Shah and actually Islamify the country and bring in the Ayatollah and even uh, copy his uh, audio tapes to make sure that a million-plus people showed up in Tehran when he arrived in the airport from France. So the Islamification of Iran was totally a CIA operation. And uh, what people need to understand is, behind the scenes, the manipulation of the dark hand is taking out people in power and putting people in power. You wouldn't, you know, in your logical mind, figure out why would they do this. But they did. And um, that's why I see this uh, Brexit thing. Uh, you know, they have Plan B, you know, hey, we stay in, we've got Plan A. Plan B, which is Brexit, is really going to speed the whole process up. I mean, I think that despite everybody's going to be caught off guard and think, well, you know, even people like Trump probably think, well, this is good. It means we can make better alliances with Britain and it'll stop globalization, which is what Trump was all about. This is not going to stop globalization. This is going to speed it up. Correct. Yeah, this, this is, this, as I told you, that's what I told my wife uh, when I was looking at this. And I've been, been watching this for quite some time and wondering, you know, when it was going to be. And we've, we've now seen it. This is probably one of the most significant prophetic events uh, in the last uh, a couple of years. I'm not going to say beyond that. There's so many things going on. You know, Jesus said to watch, and a lot of things, a lot of events to watch. This, this, this was way, way up there. <laughs> now, you mentioned the peace deal. The peace deal would be truly the big, 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 big one. But again, I think we're going to see a, a regional war before that takes place. But that being said, yeah, now let's just talk it about the go, it, can't, it can't go too far because. Russia has dug its heels in. They've actually rebuilt the airports, communications, and totally integrated with these, uh, the Peshmerga forces, which have taken back Aleppo, uh, and the Assyrian forces. And uh, they basically, most of the territory, including Fallujah, that was taken by ISIS and ISIL, supported by Turkey and Iran and NATO and America, is gone. And that means that the only way they can push back is to really come in direct conflict with Russia. And Russia has warned them already that, that including the President Tayyip Erdogan of Turkey, he'll turn the area into Stalingrad. That's his actual words. Well, did you, speaking of Turkey, uh, I don't know if you caught this in the news today, but uh, they apologized for shooting down the Russian plane. I, saw that. I, I didn't read the article. I said, it's just a headline. Yeah, you, know, I you, you know what that means? That means that they realize they screwed up big time, and if they push hard this time, they're going to get nuked. I mean, Russia won't, won't with, you know, they do not have the conventional forces to fight a large conventional war on multi-fronts. Russia will just take them out. Well, Turkey's in NATO, so right now, uh, Tur- no matter how Turkey might view this, I don't expect that Russia's going to obviously... No, they're not going to do it right Russia won't do it now, but they have the Damocles sword hanging over the... Uh, oh, the well, certainly. They, 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 they've got troops on the border. Well, although Turkey's be a tough car- country to take over with uh, ground. Oh, they, don't need, they don't need to. They can do a surgical strike with their special forces. They can take down the power lines, uh, disable the country, and turn it into a, uh, a you know a death spiral. You don't need a large force to destroy a country. You destroy its power and infrastructure, and it's done. Well, speaking of Turkey, it also made a deal with uh, with Israel in the last day or so for... Uh, oh, yeah, Israel semi-apologized mm-hmm. for uh, boarding a ship that was 
probably full of terrorists. And <laughs> so Turkey and Israel are talking again, too. So you mentioned yeah. Turkey, and that made the news tough times. But getting back to the Brexit. Wow. Uh, with, with, with all this, with all the Brexit stuff, you're going to see, you know, unrest in Europe. Uh, I've been warning for years we're going to see more civil unrest in Europe. In my Hillary Clinton prophecy instruction, United States book, I also talk about that there's going to be more civil unrest in Europe, and part of it's going to be because of the large Muslim populations. But also, if the Brexit does tip them over the edge financially, uh, you know, people protest more when they're hungry. <laughs> Okay, or yeah. if, they, if they really think things are bad. So we're, we're going to see some unrest there. Now, in my book, I mentioned some, some other prophecies, and some of them are uh, Catholic prophecies. Catholic prophecies actually tell of a time when there's going to be civil unrest in Europe, and it's going to be so bad that a leader is going to rise up. Now, the leader is this guy they call the great monarch. And it's kind of interesting. The Muslims are looking for somebody called the Imam Mahdi, who sounds like the biblical king of the south. And certain Catholic and Eastern Orthodox prophecies talk about a guy they call a great monarch who sounds like the king of the north uh, of uh, Daniel chapter 11. Right. And now some Catholic writers, by the way, like Paul uh, Thigpen, he said, you know, we be careful about looking for this great monarch. He said, because that, maybe we're looking for the Antichrist. And I'm afraid that he, uh, he's somewhat right. And with, with the Brexit situation... If we do see major unrest in Europe, expect Europe, European leaders to rise up. Now, I know a lot of times, especially over here in the United States, we act like, well, Europe, they're just a bunch of pansies. They don't have a big, strong military. They rely on the United States to pull them out all the time. You know, that's just the way it is. And that ain't exactly the way we've allowed them to do it. You know, when Donald Trump said that basically the, the Europeans have gotten... Uh, semi-free ride, or at least we subsidize their ride in NATO, he's, he's correct yeah. uh, on that particular point. But to think that they won't rise up to deal with this is not the case. Uh, exactly. You better look through history there. Industry in Germany could retool in six months to produce giant uh, military supplies, tanks, aircraft, and everything. I mean, they have the capacity to retool in a matter of half a year. Well, it was you speaking about Germany and retooling. Uh, I was uh, reading an article that was written in like 1950 saying that uh, Germany could rise again, and it mentioned a couple of German companies. Again, this is like 1952, 1953, right? Right. And this is last year, so it's in 2015. And I'm somewhere in Europe, I don't remember where, but I'm thinking, I think it was Germany. And I get in this piece of equipment, and the two German companies that the article mentioned in the 1950s merged. It was kind of Krupp something. I can't remember the second word, but I was oh, looking at the, the Krupp. Krupp, by the way, was one of the senior companies that the British never bombed during the Second World War. Do you know that Krupp and many other German companies were never bombed, including Bayer Pharmaceuticals that made a lot of the chemicals and the so-called death camps. Uh, Krupp was one of the senior people that uh, was in the secret orders in Germany. Was never, their plants were never bombed. I wasn't aware of that part of it, but I, the secret order part I had heard of, and that's what I was trying to tell you. I was shocked in 2015 when I see this equipment that says Krupp. Again, there was a second name attached to it, but this, that second name, I'd read about that earlier. I mean, I'd just gotten on, on a plane. I actually was reading this article from, like, 1952 or something. I get off the plane. I have to switch planes or something. And then I see this equipment that all this, these words are on. I said, wait a second. I just read about those words warning us that 
back in the 50s, it's like, no, there's this German plan that they want to eventually retool and do all this kind of stuff. And when I saw the name of the company still, I said, okay, they're still around. Right. And what people do not realize is that while, generally speaking, it's safer to walk the streets in Europe, uh, it's... I enjoy Europe, by the way. I just kind of came back. I was I was there recently again. Uh, they're not. They don't have as much tolerance as the Americans do. You'd be surprised. You know, we think that they're more tolerant than we are, and they are more tolerant of certain immorality than we are. Right. But they care about their skins too. Okay. They. Okay. They. They. They don't want their women going out at night worrying they're going to get raped by Muslims. Right. Or, or whatever else the Muslims are going to do. Some of the Muslims are going to do. Now, I realize right. most Muslims aren't doing it, but we bring a bunch of men who don't have women right. uh, who, who think that Western women are basically advertising and therefore available. Right. Uh, eventually, the Europeans are not going to put up with this. And, and if we see uh, riots, uh, civil, even, even possibly even civil wars over going on there uh, with, with the financial situation, Right. Military leaders are going to rise up. And the Bible says this one guy is called the beast. And they talk about it. It talks about it in Revelation 13. Uh, it says there was a deadly wound that was healed. Now, I don't think that the Brexit was a deadly wound, by the way, but it's interestingly, I only mentioned the Brexit in that concept because people said this marks the end of the European experiment. And I don't believe it marks the end of it at all. Mm. Uh, it, it marks a new chapter. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I think the deadly wound is. I think the deadly wound is the end of the euro. I think the euro is going to die, and they're going to replace it with some kind of currency that will be a platform, especially if it's linked to the dollar, which is a Fed Reserve note, which is 90% of the world currency. And oh. uh, it'll be a, like a new version of the of the, what's called the uh, Bretton Woods plan that actually had a platform of currencies that were linked to each other on a, on a specific locked-in ratio, and it was backed by gold. And I think that... Uh, the euro uh, is going to go away, uh, but I think it's going to be replaced by something, be a platform for eventually a biometric world currency. Even the Fed Reserve now has talked about a thing called a Fed coin, which is a cryptocurrency. Remember now, 90% of the money in the world is Fed Reserve notes that are not U.S., but <laughs> they're Fed Reserve notes, and, only, and two-thirds of them have never been printed. Only a third of the actual Fed Reserve notes that are circulating around the world are actually printed. The rest is in cyberspace. Right, I, 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 I didn't even think it was up to a third, but okay. Yeah, well, let me let me yeah. politely disagree and agree with you at the same time on this. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely believe that ultimately Europe is going to have a currency with gold backing. Oh and yeah, and there's no doubt. On, that's why the euro has got to go away. They, they're going to replace it, but it won't just be a euro currency. It's got to be some kind of a a linked U.S. Uh, European currency that's linked to the yuan. Because right now, uh, remember now during the Paris bombings. The uh, head of the International Monetary Fund, uh, Christine Lagarde, actually declared that the yuan, which is supposed to be backed by gold starting last month, is now a world reserve currency. So you got a gold-backed yuan. Um, And uh, remember also, we talked about this the other day with Leo Zagami. Before the Russian Revolution, 75,000 tons of gold was sent to the Royal Bank, was sent to the uh, Bank of New York, and it was never given back during the Revolution. Uh, also, a lot of the Nazi gold ended up in the Reserve Bank in New York. So they have 45% of the world's bullion is in one bank, the Fed Reserve Bank in New York City. And they have their own private army there guarding it underground. So it's the largest gold vaults on the planet by a very large margin. And the old Russian and the Nazi gold is still sitting there. Amazing, hey? 
I guess we're on break. Roberts and Roberts Brokerage believes that everyone should have some of their assets in investment-grade precious metals. Roberts and Roberts has been a trusted name in precious metals for nearly 40 years. Experienced investors will appreciate our personal service and low prices. If you're new to precious metals, we can help you find the products right for you. Give us a call today at 800-874-9760 or visit us online at rrbi.co. Roberts and Roberts Brokerage, when you're serious about precious metals. Hi, my name is David Merlin from TakeFromCaesar.us. Income is defined in the tax code. All property is a cost, including labor, according to statute. You're deprived of the provisions of Section 83 whenever you pay an income tax on your compensation. According to Section 83, only the excess over the amount paid is gross income. The government can't so much as provide an interpretation of Section 83 of its own. Get your paradigm shift in understanding today at TakeFromCaesar.us. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If your home has hard water and it's leaving white spots, then it's likely that LimeScale is clogging your pipes. LimeScale can cost hundreds of dollars a year in wasted energy and early appliance breakdown. HydroCare systems available at Wave Home Solutions prevent and remove LimeScale with just a simple filter change every three years. There are no salts, chemicals, or magnetic coils. Satisfaction guaranteed. For more information, just go to bestwater123.com. That's bestwater123.com. So it'd be probably worthwhile to make some videos on this if you're available later on. I was going to mention 
Hold your breath and count to ten Feel the earth move Welcome back and uh, you know one of the things that I think is uh, present in the New Testament is that there shall come scoffers in those days saying yes every day shall proceed as it lasts and, you know these end time things aren't going to happen and you're just uh, a conspiracy right. theorist I, I, the word I heard is uh, you have conspiracy theory brain and the fact is that the biblical signs are lining up now. We don't know the dates, but we do know the signs. And the signs line up with biblical dates and with historical dates and with also with star signs and et cetera. Uh, it, to me, it's very obvious that this is the last pope. It's very obvious that some of, the players, some of the players on the scene here, like Hillary Clinton, are very prophetic. Can you give us a kind of a few top-notch prophetic things about Hillary that are spoken of not only by various different prophecies, but Hillary's got a you know a long list of things that she fulfills. I mean, she was just recently at the Gay Pride Conference with her 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 uh, uh, secretary, I call it, you know, Uma Abedin, who's a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Her mother was one of the founders, and uh, you know, the first lady won't be Bill Clinton uh, if she becomes the president. It'll be Uma. Well, as far as, as far as getting to prophecies regarding to Mrs. Clinton, you know, certainly biblical ones, there's biblical prophecies warning about women ruling over, but oddly, the Dalai Lama, who people have heard of, who's a Tibetan leader, right. said that uh, the world is going to be saved by the Western woman, and people say that that is appointing to Hillary Clinton. And I oh would my. suggest, as my Hillary Clinton book says, that she's certainly apocalyptic. In my oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton Prophecy Instruction United States book, I give 20 reasons why... Hillary Clinton is apocalyptic because she's doing things that way. Now, um, one thing I've, we said off the air I want to mention now was about videos and stuff, since we were talking about the Brexit mostly today. Right. Uh, I sent you a link that I think you're going to put up on your, uh, is it your Iron and Clay website? Yeah, or I'll put it up on Neutral Medical or both. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, just, I did a video called Post-Brexit Prophecy. Uh-huh. Post-Brexit prophecy. Yeah, in fact, I, I see the hyperlink there directly to the post-Brexit prophecy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did this one Friday. And so uh, your yeah. listeners, they want more information prophetically about about, about the Brexit thing. You know, you got all these world leaders. This is uncharted territory. We don't know what's going to happen next. But as you indicated, uh, off the air as well as on the air, uh, we're going to see some turmoil in Europe. Uh, this, this is not going to go exactly the way people think it's going to go, but it's not going to end up with some great peaceful thing, although what will happen for a while is they will claim peace and safety and sudden destruction is going to come. Yeah. But what they're working on, they do not realize that they're fulfilling biblical prophecies that they're warned against. And ultimately they're going to say, wait, democracy didn't really work. They're going to reorganize. And, you know, the Bible warns about that beast power rising up. And this, this is a step in that direction. Uh, as I've told people for a while, I don't believe the Great Tribulation can happen quite uh, yet, but we're getting close. We're in the time Very close. of the beginning yeah. of sorrows. Let's, let's put this troubles, way. as was mentioned in March 13-8. Right. And with, uh, we'll have to have you back to, uh, for another show if we have lots of other issues to discuss. Um, so um, stay there for a moment. I see Hillary Clinton as an extremely dangerous person. If she gets into office... The ramp will be very, very steep indeed down toward the dissolution of uh, events toward a real catastrophe we call the tribulation. And you don't need to place dates, but let me tell you, if Hillary gets in, things are going to start really devolving very fast.
Are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 